Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and I'm joined today by Covenant Academy's head of school, Leslie Collins. Leslie, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And uh, we have Mr. Robbie C. Robbie, hey, how you doing? Good morning. I'm great. Good. Good. Glad to have you here. So um, before we jump into uh, today's topic, uh, I wanted to kind of make a, a, a quick comment. So, you know, we have this this podcast, great tool to keep us connected and together. Um, but uh, gr- great ideas have, have to come from somewhere. And in this case, uh, Robbie, I think you're the, uh, in, mm-hmm. in the in the most positive way, the guilty party for, uh, <laughs> for the creation of of uh, of this this podcast. So how, how did how did that come about? Because I don't. I, I mean, Leslie, you have great ideas too. Yep. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> I but, would not uh, have had this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but we have this podcast because I, I guess you you kind of had, had the thought. How how did that happen? Well, that's the easy part. Uh, you guys have do- actually done the work, and yeah. uh, we reap the benefit of what you guys have yeah. done. So I think it just came through a conversation saying, what's some other ways we can connect with parents, connect with students, uh, really come together as a, as a, as a community? And so um, I take zero credit for that. You guys have done an amazing job <laughs> See, with See, I don't remember it that way. Yeah, I remember yeah, the yeah. conversation being you calling me and saying, Leslie, you need to have a podcast. <laughs> I, that and, may be. I don't, and, I don't know. Alternative facts. I don't know. Maybe an alternative way of thinking about it. I don't, I don't know. Exactly. But it maybe started at a, as a prior conversation and then you were following up. But I remember and I said, no, Robbie, I, I actually don't. I don't have a radio voice. <laughs> thanks, I'm but a no principal. thanks. No, well, I, this is not going to work. By the end of the day, I said, oh, yeah, I Covenant needs a podcast. I have yeah. to do this. T- Robbie, yeah. you're totally right now. I don't know what to do. And then we were interviewing uh, new families and met Michael Gaines, yeah, and, who's a and professional here, podcaster. Here I am. Yeah. And Jeremiah Stone. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, well, well it's been fun. Nice. It's been really fun. Yeah, man. So, uh, so Robbie, I, n- I know that you know some folks might be familiar with you. I, I think there might be some in our community that haven't had the opportunity to to meet and greet you, or, or in this day and age, maybe elbow bump you, <laughs> but uh, can you keep our social <laughs> totally. distancing. But uh, for those that, that don't know you, can you share a little bit about uh, about who you are and, yeah. and what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, Liz and I have four kids at Covenant, mm. so that's like 1 20th of, yeah. the, of the community or something like that. <laughs> right, and right. and uh, so we're proud parents of, of a senior and a 10th grader, 8th grader, mm. and 5th grader. And, uh, and then music's my background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even before Liz and I got married, I always say Liz met me when I was in a terrible band. I mean, mm. we were bad. Mm. It wasn't... It wasn't that's it, really mature of you. We, it, we were bad. It wasn't no, good, good, and she loved me nonetheless. So yeah. music's always been a part of my 
my journey. I kind of, in high school, college years, thought, you know, I don't really know how you do that for a living, but I'm going to mm-hmm. try to figure that out. And mm-hmm. so, by the grace of God, for the last few decades, music's really been at the core of what mm. I do. Now, that's taken uh, a few different turns, recorded music, I'm a songwriter, I do a lot of work with with other worship pastors and leaders mm-hmm. and with churches uh, related to music and worship, but at the core of what I do is, is music and, and faith and then how that connects to the church. And so, um, uh, you know, that's usually what I end up talking about. I think that's what we're going right. to end up talking well, about yeah, today. Well, yeah, I was going to yeah, yeah it's, it's really timely that, uh, that, that, that you're here today because, you know, one of the... The, the things that is, um, you know, when, when you look out and you say, okay, you know, there's all kinds of things going on, like, I, I get it, it's, it's, it's a reality, and that's what we're going through, but, but we, we don't have to necessarily feel, uh, you know, like we, we don't have a, a, a refuge, right? And obviously we have God's Word to, to really uh, lean on and, and really anchor ourselves, but, but even more specifically, you know, you're talking about music and, and song, and, and so, uh, you know, what, what comes to mind and what we're talking about today is is actually the Psalms uh, and specifically you know Psalms 46 um, but the idea that we have a a, a really a, a prayer book or, or a song book right if I mean I'm speaking your language right a song book to to lean in I mean so one maybe we should kind of level set so, so we're talking about Psalms today we're specifically in uh, in in Psalms 46 what why is that a a place that we should be maybe thinking about or, or anchoring in right now. Why, why is that a place that we could could maybe start, a, especially you know in, in in the circumstances we're in right now? Yeah, and I love the language you used. I mean, really, it's a it's a hymnal. You know, mm. I grew up in the church, so mm-hmm. I know like a hymnal, yeah. like you know, it's the songbook, yeah. and it's right in the middle of scripture. Mm. Uh, you know, years ago, I, there's a professor at Baylor University, his name is Dr. Music, that he worked, he's in the School of Music, and I'm like, your name is <laughs> yeah, Dr. Dr. Music. Dr. Music, right? That's incredible. Yeah. Dr. Teeth, uh, you know, Dr. Eyes, and Dr. Music, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a stage name. He's like, no, that's that's my God-given name. So wow. uh, Dr. Dr. Music, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is still just awesome to say. Yeah. But he asked me, he said, hey, as a worship leader, and, he, and he's a, he's an older guy, and he just said, as a, as a young worship leader, and I appreciated the young comment, but he mm-hmm. just said, uh, you, I would assume that you you're pretty well-versed in the Psalms. This was maybe like 10 years mm-hmm. ago. And honestly, I kind of faked my way through a conversation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I realized, not really. And this is what I do for my profession and my calling, mm-hmm. is to lead people in response to God with music. And so I remember looking at Dr. Music and thinking, that may be something I need to look into. And it really started a journey for me just to say, hey, I need to... I need to know the Psalms. I need to know why they're important to me as a believer, not just as a worship pastor or worship leader or somebody who is a musician, but just as a Christ follower. Why are they important? Mm-hmm. And it's, it started me down this path, and that eventually led uh, to recording three different albums of just Psalms. I mean, putting Psalms to, to music and singing them. But in that, uh, in the, uh, along that journey, I just discovered the beauty and the power of the Psalms. Uh, you know, Calvin, who was a, a theologian, of course, he, he once wrote that the Psalms are like a mirror in which you look into and they reflect back all of what you are feeling as a human being. So on the highest of highs, mm. I can look to the Psalms and there are words that I can pray and sing that express that joy. And when I am in the valley, of course, there are Psalms that I can look to and and find words to pray, even when I don't have the words. And by the way, I've been a believer for a long time. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I often just still, I mean, even in the yeah. midst of this coronavirus, you just go, I don't know that I even know what to pray. Right. 
And so as a, as a believer, I go, you know what I can do? I can open the Psalms and I can look to the scriptures and they are putting words on my lips to pray. Mm. And, um, and that's a powerful thing. I, I would also just say as we're starting this conversation, I mean, one of the things that struck me as I began to study the Psalms was how meaningful uh, they were to Jesus. And so uh, even as a young Jewish boy, we would presume that he was memorizing the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And then you go uh, years later to the cross, and he begins to pray on the cross. And of course, pray Psalm 22. My God, my God, Mm -hmm. why have you forsaken Mm -hmm. me? Pray Psalm 31. Into Into thy hands I commit my spirit. Many scholars believe he wouldn't have just selected a few Psalms. He you know, and again, we're presuming here, mm. but would have prayed through many of the laments, even in mm. order as he knew them. Mm. And so, if they're that valuable to Jesus, and of course, they're the most quoted uh, Old Testament book in the in the New Testament, and uh, on and on and on. There are so many reasons why I just go, "Oh my goodness!" Right? How valuable is this? everybody, it's Mrs. Blake. Sorry I haven't been able to be a part of some of the orienting and recordings that have gone on, but in the midst of all of this craziness, not only in uh, the world and in our school, um, in our home, we've had a bit of craziness as well. Jonathan, our oldest, is a senior at the University of Alabama, and after a brief visit with him, we decided to send him back to Tuscaloosa, Alabama during this time. And then in the midst of everything, it was time where Caitlin had to be moved out of her dorm. Unfortunately, she has a roommate that also is from Maine and was not able to get all of her stuff moved out. So one of the ways that we have been trying to reach out and uh, enrich how we are blessing others around us and one another in the process as well is we helped move all of her roommates things out and we've brought it all home with us to store uh, over the summer until they are able to start back up a regular semester next fall. In the meantime, Rebecca is glad to have her sister home and to enrich her dance taking experience. At this time with everyone going online, we've also had dancers go online and it's been such a joy to see our dancers, our girls get together and dance together in the middle of the living room, even with an ironing board as a dance bar. But one of the other ways that we are just looking for opportunities to enrich enrich others' time and to bless others is we went caroling tonight. Our neighbor had a birthday today and we went and caroled and sang happy birthday to her and then got to visit on the front porch for a while, keeping our social distance. We're also looking forward to going and singing through the windows at the assisted living that we normally go visit on Sunday afternoons. Unfortunately, we're unable to do that now, but we miss our friends there and we're looking forward to blessing them. I hope you're having a wonderful time in this transition. God bless. So 
so I want to piggyback on that because you, you, what you just said right there, uh, as a as a young Jewish boy, as a good Jewish boy, he would have grown up reciting, and that gets into the classical tradition. So the classical tradition just did not come out of the Greeks and the Romans. Actually, it harkens back to the Hebrews, and and recitation of scripture is a gift, and it's not something that moderns really get that comfortable with. I mean, we might say. I don't know. It kind of feels Buddhist. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not Catholic. I'm not Orthodox. Um, actually, let's let's just say I'm biblical, because sure. biblical people recite scripture. So let's forget. Yeah. Well, let's forget all that. We're biblical. Biblical people recite scripture. The 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 word of God is living and active. And when we speak it, it brings life into us, it brings life into others, it brings life into the world, and we don't know the words to say. And actually, he knew that. This is our script. And so when you're, when you're on stage, you get a script, and, you, and eventually you get off book when you know it, when you've memorized it. And then when you get off book because you know it and you've memorized it, you become the character. Guess what character you're going to become? Jesus. You're going to become more like Jesus when you know your script. And so classical methodology involves scripture memory, not because we say, hey, go ahead, kids, go home and memorize this. No, it's because we recite it day after day after day, several times a day. In grammar school, we know your scripture memory should be recited three times a day as they come in in the morning, as they come back from recess, they have they have those times of entry, make that entry transition, an easy scripture memory time, and then guess what? Memory is effortless. It, memorization is effortless. And so what we're encouraging our families to do is really as we begin this new adventure of partnership is let's enjoy this adventure together. Psalm 46 was written for us. It was written for us. It was written for the Hebrews. It was written for people in other countries, but it was written for us. And let's claim this as a psalm that will walk us through. You'll read these words and you'll be amazed. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And that's why, therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble at its swelling, God is our refuge. He is our refuge. What a comfort that is. And saying that together as a family at, at, at dinner, maybe in your family gathering, but bringing this familyness together and using this opportunity, I think will make us all stronger. And I think it's a great opportunity. So the, the, what you said about you know a good Hebrew boy would have known this. Yeah, because he was classical. And so we're going to use that in, in the... the classical tradition to really grow as a school. I mean, I think just a, just a, a very kind of practical uh, point to, to your, your comment, uh, Leslie, is, is, the fa- is the fact that, uh, you know, if you, if you look back, I mean, what, it's only, you only have to look back two weeks, and if you, you kind of dropped in, you know, any, any you know, pick, pick, a, pick a house and ask the family, hey, do you have time to, to kind of sit and and uh, you know, read some scripture together. I think you'd get a uh, a stiff arm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, no, I'm I'm busy. Look at my, ca- I've got to go over here. Mm-hmm. I've got, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. now it's, hey, uh, do you have time? It's like, uh, yeah, that's all you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have nothing but time. What a great opportunity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to look at it, and, and not not in a a light of you know, I'm I'm trapped in home or mm-hmm. I'm I'm stuck here. It's no, I get to be here, mm-hmm. and I have the opportunity to. Yeah, wake wake up and yeah, my commute is three steps into the living room. Yeah. Okay, great, we're here. Why don't we get everybody together mm-hmm. in the morning? Mm-hmm. Or as you said, uh, Leslie, and it was the case for for my family growing up is, is the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I mean that we we 
Gosh. you know, having dinner, at least one meal together. We mm-hmm. were all there. What a great mm-hmm. way to yeah. to have that as a, a conversation point. As a as a you know what what does that what does that mean? Whether mm-hmm. you have you know younger kids or, or, or older adult children that may may be with you during this time and you know talking through that, I think that's right. really. Yeah. And I remember when we had, and we, Dave and I have four children, and, and when we were in the little bitty phase, um, I, I may not have wanted all my kids around the dinner table because they would have grabbed, <laughs> yeah. they would have grabbed forks and done yeah. weird things with right. them. So we, after dinner and after the, the you know things were cleared, we would have gathered uh, in the living room, and that was when we we did mm-hmm. our own family worship, and it always involved singing hymns together and saying psalms together, and uh, and even catechizing in in our family's tradition, mm-hmm. but. I think a lot of people would give a stiff arm, not because of just the subject, but because it's a little scary. Mm. Uh, You know, Mrs. Collins, I'm I'm not a Bible teacher. Mrs. Collins, I'm not a teacher. Mrs. Collins, I'm scared. This is not my forte. That's why I have my kids at Covenant. Okay, well, you know what? God gave us the Psalms. So Mm. all you have to do is sit down and let's just read it as a family together. Let it be your own intonation and inflection. That's all right. Just read it and enjoy it. Well, one of the things that was lost on me that it seems obvious, even even to us as we're talking about this, is that the Psalms weren't typically read. Mm. I mean, they were sung. Right. Mm. And of course, we've got them in written form, and sometimes we just leave them that way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, there's a time to read it. We should read it. We should read it out loud with other believers. We should read it to each other. We should in- encourage each other. But Paul actually says, hey, I want you to sing the mm-hmm. Psalms to encourage one another. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. think of a better time for us right now mm-hmm. to press play on some psalms. There's a ton of artists, uh, not just plugging myself here, yeah. right? There's a ton of artists <laughs> yeah. who put psalms to music, and this is just a beautiful mm-hmm. time to speak to that. Like, it is, you know, it is. it can be a little scary. Like, okay, how do I teach my kids the scripture? What is the best way to do that? You know, I don't know that we have time for all of that right now. Mm-hmm. I would say, how about Psalm 46? And then let's find a few different versions out there. Maybe we'll write a version. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But let's press play on that as well. You know, Again, as I did a deep dive into this uh, because of Dr. Music, um, it, one of the things that, that, that I studied was the way that Jesus sat around the table. And of course, the Passover meal always in, included Psalms, uh, Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. So if you imagine Jesus with his disciples, a scene that we all know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, that ended mm-hmm. with Psalm 118, the singing of Psalm mm-hmm. 118. Mm-hmm. Part of Psalm 118 just says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His steadfast love endures forever. They would have sung that out loud together as close friends, and then He would have left, been betrayed, mm-hmm. arrested, mm-hmm. beaten, on trial, mm-hmm. crucified. Mm-hmm. The Psalms were integral and not just a reading of them or, yes, a memorization. Of course, I think that's, that's, that's key. But then one step further was the memorization mm-hmm. with melody. Of mm-hmm. course, we don't know those melodies, right. so we're, we're, we're now putting new melodies. But that's just so mm. powerful to me. Mm. Mm, that is powerful. I'm glad you shared that. I think uh, it, music is a very significant part of the way in which we are made body and soul. And, and so when lyrics are put to music, they are embedded in our brain in a multiple ways, and they don't 
they don't uh, leave very easily. And so that's why it's important that we listen to the right things. Uh, but that's an excellent thing. And I'd like to, I'd like to encourage any musical uh, artists that are in our community, if, if you are, are reading this and as your family begins to have some creative ways, uh, record yourselves, send us a voice memo, and let us share that on the podcast. Um, I'd love to hear that. I know you had recommended um, Shane and Shane, and mm-hmm. I, I started listening to it, yeah. and wow, what a gorgeous voice. Uh, so maybe we'll be able to air that on the podcast if that's even le- legal to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I won't get into the legalities. That's not my, my space. Maybe I'll throw Robbie C into to that that one, but but no. To your point, Leslie, that is uh, a, a really really great opportunity for folks to yeah to be able to um, you know again not only using this time as a family to uh, talk about and and um, and really just embrace scripture maybe in a new way maybe for the first time um, but but also to be able to find ways to um, you know uh, accentuate. Uh, uh, Kind of that internalization with with some music and to be able to to really really do that. I think it's really um, cool, Robbie. You know that just your your story about uh, really like you said embracing uh, scripture and really putting that to to music. And and I'm sure you know as you kind of went through that process initially, like you said, it may have. I don't know if you would characterize it as scary, but I, I, I'm sure that it really helped maybe even change some of your perspective and how you approach some of some of these psalms, right? No, absolutely. It, I, I'll just tell a quick story. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, who's my senior, uh, he and I were in Israel last summer, and part of that visit was to visit a, a Jewish family in their home for the Friday early evening meal, which is called the Shabbat mm-hmm. meal. It's an incredible experience, a, a feast, really, and there's maybe 20 of us at these long tables, and, and uh, this man was a professor of Jewish studies at a university uh, in Jerusalem, he, he's they're they're Jewish. They're mm-hmm. not they're not Christians, mm-hmm. and so you know a, a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're trying to connect with them, and and there's just an intriguing family, beautiful family. One of the things that bound us together was uh, towards the end of the evening, they said, "Can we sing some of the psalms that would traditionally be a part of this feast?" Of course, mm-hmm. we're like absolutely, mm-hmm. this is awesome. You're mm-hmm. speaking my language mm-hmm. now. Here we go. And they began to sing, and it was just so powerful. Little kids, the the mom and dad, some friends, neighbors that they were with them, they began to sing the psalms. The the song that I referenced earlier was a song that they closed with, Psalm 118. Mm. They then said, do you sing any psalms? Of course, <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, look at this. I have a guitar yes, right behind me. Go. Let's go. <laughs> and in fact, we had just taught some of our group that was with us Psalm 118. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we said, well, we'd love to actually sing that back to you. Mm. And uh, all of us, just with tears in our eyes, began to realize the Psalms to each of our faiths were integral. Mm-hmm. Now, do I pray that they see Jesus as the, as the Messiah? Yes, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we're all the same. We were sharing the same faith. What I am suggesting is uh, those Psalms were at the core of the Jewish faith, mm-hmm. and they are absolutely at the core of our faith. And I, I would just add to that, too, you know, part of the discussion we had after that was, I believe many of these psalms are what we call messianic psalms. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. pointing to the Messiah, mm-hmm. and uh, they're actually saying there is a Messiah coming. And mm-hmm. of course, we we know that to be Jesus. And so we had a great 
uh, really intriguing discussion about that. But it was just one of these moments I won't forget that these psalms mm. bound us together in a way over over a meal mm. that mm-hmm. uh, was really beautiful. Mm. Mm. So one of the ways we want to simplify life for our patriots is uh, everyone's going to to recite Psalm 46 for scripture memory. It, it's not okay. This class is memorizing this, and I've got to manage this. This class is memorizing. We're all just which are all just reciting it. And if they memorize it, they memorize it. I guarantee you, we will all know it, and we will know it in a very deep way. Uh, so this is intended to simplify uh, and, and to continue to keep that high standard because recitation is one of the tools that we've had in our belt uh, for for thousands of years. And and our, our teachers know that this is how we do it, and it's it's very effortless. And, you know, the kids should not be freaking out, and parents should not be freaking out Thursday night before an assessment because, by golly, if you've been paying attention and doing your job in class every day, which means standing and opening your mouth, and then you actually will probably have it memorized because that's the way we're designed. Um, I think people think, well, when I had memorization assignments, I had to do it all on my own, so I'm sure my kid needs that. Actually, probably not. Um, so just there will not be assessments of this per se. Um, but the daily assessment really is how are we living this out and how are we doing as a community leaning in. So our motto in this time as a faculty is we are all in and we are leaning in. And you might say, well, all in sounds like poker. Well, you know, in poker, you are all in. You're risking it all. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding yeah. back. <laughs> um, I am not holding holding back anything. I am all in. I am pushing everything in, and we are all in as a team. And we are leaning in. Why leaning in? Because the only way you move a heavy object is to actually lean into it. And we are not going to lean back and say, I'm afraid I can't do this, this thing that we're doing, this home education, this family time. Golly, can I just put it, put it, a, a, a piece of technical mm-hmm. hardware in their hands to keep them mm-hmm. busy? Because golly, this is driving me crazy. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let's lean into this. And, and let's really t- drink deeply from the fountains of this beautiful prayer book and hymn book that we Can have. I ask you? I know I'm not the podcast host, so I'm not supposed to be asking you're, questions. You're the one that <laughs> created this, so please question away. <laughs> but I'm curious because this is, I mean, Psalm 46 is such a powerful song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually Martin Luther's mm-hmm, favorite song. Mm-hmm. And, and the Mighty and, Fortress and, yep. is our God, yeah. And so as I'm reading through this and then thinking about you know, just what's happening in our world mm-hmm. right now. Of course, it does feel like yeah. the earth is swaying and is yes. being moved. Yeah. And, and, and and even a text I had from a friend the other night that just kind of said, I feel alone. Mm. I mean, they re- literally are, you know, uh, quarantined or whatever. Mm. And, mm. and this psalm ends with, be still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. know that I'm God. Yeah. I'll be exalted among the nations yeah. and the earth. And the Lord of hosts is with us. Amen. He's our fortress. Yeah. So I'm, uh, the question for you is, um, was this on your heart oh, yeah. before this, or did you go, this is such a timely psalm for us yeah. to pray together? Yeah. So this is a, this, it, I, when everything, when, when things started happening and I realized we weren't going to be together, my heart went immediately to, number one, what are we going to do? How do we keep, how do we keep? educational standards where they need to be how do we serve and partner with our families number two community 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 how do we stay together we've got to keep our people together because we need that as human beings and uh how do we do that um the word of god and song word and song stories words songs um voices and and so then obviously okay the podcast will this will be a great platform lord thank you for setting that up okay uh what psalm psalm 46 
because because it's my go-to psalm um, in, in times like this. I went, this was my go-to psalm in Harvey. This is my go-to psalm when times are, are struggling um, for me. So it's our, he's our refuge and our strength. Um, I love this. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. So rivers, they bring in crystal clear water. They bring in fresh water, and we just feel stale and stagnant. God is in the midst of that river. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. And I think this is where we are right now. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I just think it's so relevant. I think it speaks to our situation. And you know what? We all feel like this is a really unique time in history. It is. It's absolutely monumentally unique and also not so unique because plagues and pestilence happens and people go through hard times. And, and actually we moderns forget that. I think we think we're insulated and we're not. And we actually have more in common with the ancients than we realize. Yep. So. You know, this Psalm's written, and you looking into this, is the city of Jerusalem's under mm-hmm. siege. Mm-hmm. Um, 700 years or so before Christ comes, this Psalm's written. And some, sometimes you think of these Psalms as, I don't know, when you read them, and you don't always have context for them. You just kind of think of them as some poet, mm. you know, up on the hill, mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, drafting ideas yeah. <laughs> and uh, his daily poetry. Yeah. No, the most, uh, many of these psalms are, 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 are people in great distress. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, we can relate to that mm-hmm. today. We just mm-hmm. go, yeah, we're kind of feeling some of that distress. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do have some of that in common. Maybe not the exact same circumstances. Mm-hmm. But these are not just random authors of random circumstances, real people going through real trials. And that's, we can relate to that. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. No, this is, this is really, uh, it's, it, and yeah, you know, again, when you start thinking about, you know, the idea of being uh, in, in physical isolation, that that might be true, but from a, a, a spiritual standpoint, it's just it is increasingly and, and for me almost overwhelmingly uh, a, a, such a, a great reminder every day that I'm not alone. You know, uh, while it might seem like that 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 I'm here, that, that God's given His word for us to to have. I, I like to say, you know, kind of to turn on the, the the rotisserie grill of our mind and heart, right? To really go over and over. And the, the just the the very um, deep impact that that can have on not only how we uh, approach God, but yeah, to to your point, Leslie and and, and Robbie, that what we approach each other, our families, mm-hmm. and those those around us. I, I think it would be uh, such a testament to um, uh, really seeing uh, you know how God uses this time once we kind of emerge, right? You're almost like a a coming out of this this cave or this this time mm-hmm. apart to to see you know if we really took the the opportunity to 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 really dive in and say okay Lord I'm going to use this as a a, a a time to to really see seek you out and and to really uh, you know take take your word uh, to heart and and you know how how awesome would that be if we really took that challenge mm-hmm. um so that when we we do kind of are are open to come out that we're almost coming out as new new people renewed right mm-hmm. in, in a sense of of really taking uh that time to to take this word in, internally yeah. so yeah 
and yeah, and then I want to say this. So you you just made me think about that. Um, verse eight: Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. Okay, well, I see that. Although I can't say this is God doing this, right. but uh, we we see the works of the Lord. Though uh, He makes wars to cease in, to the end of the earth, and then it continues on in verse ten. Though this is where we all feel: Be still. Uh, I don't really want to be still right now. <laughs> I actually want to be up and moving. Be still and know that I am God. Um, and I think that the the works of the Lord that we're going to see are actually going to be stronger families, not just not just our patriot families, but perhaps around the country. I'm praying that the church uh, is strengthened by this. I believe that God, I absolutely know that God desires to use this. I know that he will use it. I'm praying that the church as a as a people around the world will lean into this and that our families will be stronger than ever that will be a light that will be used and that God will do this he will be exalted among the nations i will be exalted in the earth the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our fortress i mean that gives me such hope yep i would even say too i know this is maybe not the full subject of the podcast but i think it is in line with the end of psalm 46 is that even for some of us, we go, okay, then what? Like, how are we as believers going to encourage others, mm-hmm. you know, um, within our families and then our, our neighbors? Mm-hmm. And it, d- it does go back to this just to say, we, we had a conversation with neighbors that, honestly, we had kind of hoped for, for mm-hmm. seven or eight months. And within two days of being home and then being home, you, you were able to have a conversation. And part of that just is to say, hey, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Not only are we going to be close by, but we just believe God is with us. And uh, Victor Hugo has a quote that says, uh, go to sleep in peace for God is awake. Mm-hmm. And so to mm-hmm. say to people like, hey, God is not silent. He's not asleep. He hadn't left us. And Psalm 46 is reminding us. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, really a psalm of power. You realize the power of God, but then it gets to the end. It just says, God's with you. Be still mm-hmm. and know that he's God. And so I would just... Uh, I'm maybe even saying this out loud to remind myself, mm-hmm. but maybe it's maybe it's helpful for somebody else. It's just that alone can be a powerful reminder mm-hmm. to others right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. I want to be here with you, but I believe God is with you. Mm-hmm. And so amen to what Psalm 46 amen. says right there. Absolutely. No, I th- and I think that's a great way to, to, to wrap up this conversation on, on such a great, powerful reminder that, uh, yeah, that God is fully awake and fully with us through this mm. and and anything else to come. So, uh, so Leslie, I, I, I know that uh, you know we, we can't let folks go without uh, without doing their homework. <laughs> I, I know that you're you're more than happy to uh, dole out <laughs> some assignments. So, so uh, I know there's a couple things we want to remind remind the the our, our patriot peeps uh, before they they sign off. So, so what are those those two items? That two, we had? two assignments. Uh, please tell us how you are loving others and using this family time uh, to grow. Uh, tell us how you're using this time. Um, send me a voice memo, leslie.collins at covenantcypress.org. Uh, and then uh, using uh, the same technology, use, um, use a voice memo uh, to um, share your voices uh, using our, our lunchtime blessing of St. Patrick's Breastplate for this month. It's an incredibly powerful prayer of beautiful words. They are um, to music, uh, but I, I'm not asking you to sing. I'm just asking for you as a family to say it.
get together. Let us hear your voices. Right. We'll be so encouraged by yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, you, you, yeah. So I know. Uh, so being in the podcast world, there are a lot of folks say, "Oh, I don't like my voice." Like, hey, everyone. It, it's <laughs> like if, if every instrument was the same in the band, it it, it sounds pretty yeah. boring. So uh, you you don't have to have the. <laughs> The, the the sultry pipes of uh, Robbie C. Don't don't worry about that. We we want to hear all of the the musicality that makes up uh, such a great. Somebody's got to be a trombone. Yeah, you know? I mean somebody <laughs> got to play that part. I'll uh, make that a bumper sticker and send that to you. I'm the trombone, right? <laughs> well, no, this is really great conversation. So we've been talking with Leslie Collins, the head of school here at Covenant Academy, and uh, one of our own, Mr. Robbie C. So Leslie, Robbie, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Hey there, my name is Titus Simonowski, or Mr. Sim, as I'm better known by my students. And I have the privilege today of reading our lunchtime liturgy for the month of March, which is a portion of St. Patrick's Breastplate Prayer. Now, you may not be aware of this, but we actually do this liturgy every day at Covenant. It began as a result of a conversation Leslie and I had last year. We were looking for a way to gather our whole school community together for a brief moment each day in an opportunity for reflection and for prayer. And so we developed this lunchtime liturgy where the entire school gathers around the courtyard, rain or shine, and we lift our voices high, giving thanks to God for his goodness and his kindness to each of us. So every month, Mrs. Collins actually selects a new liturgy. It may be a song or a prayer or a blessing, I know we have recited Psalm 117 one month, we've done the doxology, we've sung Gloria Patri, and for March, in light of St. Patrick's Day, we chose a portion of St. Patrick's Breastplate, also known as the Lorica of St. Patrick, and you'll notice right away the centrality of Christ in this prayer. It was a specially fitting prayer for our Grand Tour students, who just recently returned from Ireland, where we actually got to visit St. Patrick's Cathedral. And although we had to return earlier than expected due to the virus, we still got three full days in Ireland. We had two in Dublin and one in Belfast. And I know many in our covenant community were covering us with prayer as we came home. And we just were so grateful for God's provision and his protection and and getting us back quickly and safely. So even though we can't actually gather around the courtyard at lunchtime right now, I would encourage every family just to bring this lunchtime liturgy to their own home. It's a wonderful opportunity to create a rhythm in our day where we just shift our gaze to Jesus and we hold fast to his faithfulness and his love, especially during these uncertain times. So without further ado, here is the portion of St. Patrick's Breastplate. I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity, by invocation of the same, the three in one, and one in three. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me. Christ in mouth, the friend and stranger. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed, feel free to contact us on our website at covenantcypress.org.